Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning. We are so very glad that you've joined us today. And we have a a topic of interest that I think most everyone will identify with. And if they aren't already, they will start to consider it. And our topic today is reinvention. I don't know about you, but I have recreated myself at least 20 times in the last 20 years. And part of it's evolution. Part of it is our circumstances that drive us to change. And part of it is just a desire to explore the creative sides of what we do. And I'm not talking about art or music, although that can be part of it, but being able to stretch our boundaries, to push the the envelope or the bubble that we're in, because we become so accomplished as we get older and wiser and have more experiences. So we're talking today to Megan Winkler, who is an amazing business coach. She's a spiritual advisor. She does a million things, and I'll let her explain more of what she does. But we're going to talk today about the unlimited opportunities of reinvention for women. And I'm I'm so happy to welcome you, Megan. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Am I wrong? Aren't there limitless opportunities? Uh, there are limitless opportunities, I'm convinced, because I don't like any other answer. Well, we can also draw a narrative, but I think even when we've been stuck Mm -hmm. in life, we know we're very good at problem resolution. It Mm -hmm. may, we may get stuck for a while. Everybody gets stuck Mm -hmm. at times, but then comes that wonderful intuition or a a spark or a nudge or just sheer determination that you're not going to stay stuck. Does that make sense to you? Oh, it totally does. Um, I love that you just right off the bat started talking about intuition. And uh, I find a lot of women especially, but it's not limited to women, mm-hmm. um, really rely on that gut instinct. Mm-hmm. And there's so many reasons for that, not the least of which is science has figured out that we have neurons, which are brain cells, in our gut. And, mm-hmm. you know, we are picking up on things that are, you know, truths around us that maybe we can't logic through, but that intuition is telling us it's not always going to be this bad, or it's, I don't have to get stuck in this pattern or this situation or this job or whatever. You know, the intuition part is interesting because as you start to tune in more to paying attention to what's important for you. I don't know if you've had this experience, but in my life, I'm often very consumed with helping other people, mm-hmm. helping them get what they want and need, whether it was my children, uh, a spouse, friends, people in, in work situations. And, and I kind of forgot myself at mm-hmm. times. I was at the bottom of the list and then you start to think, well, now I'm going to be selfish if I do this other thing. But you're not. The more you work on yourself and the more you are aware of how you behave, what your patterns are, etc., it really becomes very interesting. And this is not about narcissism and tuning in and me, me, me. It's about, you know, I'm part of this universe too, and I was put here for a purpose. How best can I help others unless I help myself? 
Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're starving, uh, because you're not taking time to find food for yourself, whatever that food might be, how are you going to feed other people? You know? Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, but I think, I think you're right that that is a big thing for us women that, um, we, we do want to take care of other people and we want to, um, like do good in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we see a lot of movers and shakers that are women is, you know, some teenagers even are out there, you know, changing the world right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just, I am always kind of concerned for other people that they're not taking that time to take care of themselves as they're trying to change the world or run a business or, um, you know, raise kids or work a nine to five, whatever they're doing. Um, because if they don't take care of themselves, they're just going to hit a wall. You know, it's funny. We, the word self-care phrase, self-care has gone from being untouchable. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't do that because I need to be as busy as possible. Busy yeah. is a, is a wonderful accolade. I'm so busy. I don't have time to go to the gym or to eat real meals or to do this, that, and the other thing mm-hmm. we have shifted. The pendulum has shifted almost to the other extreme mm-hmm. um, where I've seen some people are so focused on self-care that they are neglecting other areas. And I personally believe that there's a happy medium. You, you have to get enough sleep. You have to eat. You have to be social. And that doesn't necessarily always mean online, which can mm-hmm. be kind of a, a spiral downward sometimes, depending on the compare and despair of social media, but in person too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that if we feed ourselves, we are more contented individuals. I tend to use the word contented as opposed to happy yeah. because happy can be fleeting. Mm-hmm. where to me, and this is my definition only, not meant for anybody else unless they want it, is contentment is based on a foundation of trust and faith and love and is not dependent as much on the outside circumstances because mm-hmm. you know you're centered. Yeah. Well, and it's more sustainable too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I agree with that completely. I mean, I love being happy. <laughs> well, who <laughs> doesn't? <laughs> right. But it is, is it yeah. external? Whereas yeah. contentment is more internal and it has a, an element of gratitude to it. Oh yeah. And, it, and the other thing is, and I'm older than you are, I think the more things you go through in life, mm-hmm. you know that you've made it through. So you know you can make it through the next one and the next one. And then you start to support other people going through things. I believe there's nothing that is wasted in our experiences. Agreed. I recently came across a quote that I'm not sure it was attributed to anyone, but it was something along the lines of you're not starting over from scratch. You're Mm -hmm. starting over with the knowledge and the experience that you've accumulated. Mm -hmm. You know, we we think about – you know, those times that are so trying and, and so difficult that there's no way back or there's no way uh, to kind of overcome it. And it's like, no, 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 you're not you're not starting off as, you know, maybe, a you know, a 22 year old who's just graduated from college. You're starting over as, you know, a 32 year old mm-hmm. who's been in the professional world for a while and has had meaningful relationships and maybe has a house or, or whatever. It, you're not starting over from scratch ever. Well, I, I always love those things that say what I would write to my 22 year old self. Yes. Because I think that if we stop and think, okay, this is a tough situation, but 
when I was 22, I did this, or when I was 32, I did this, mm-hmm. you know, in your 40s and your 50s, it makes a difference because you are drawing from a greater wealth of information. And that's a very empowering thought. Most of the women I know, even though there are many things we wish we could have avoided, mm-hmm. they also made us who we are today. Yeah. You know, I have never met anyone who, and I ask a lot of questions just socially and then in my work. Um, and I've never met anyone who said, no, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I wouldn't do that. You know, they, right. they say, you know, I'd make maybe some different decisions, but going through that thing, it made me the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And I ask those sorts of questions too. And, and, you know, I go back and, and think through, uh, I had an idyllic childhood. Mm -hmm. And at one point in my life, I laughed and I said, well, maybe that wasn't such a good thing. Maybe that made the, the really bad things that happened later harder to tolerate because I wasn't tempered by fire, Mm -hmm. um, at an earlier age, teens, et cetera, so that when they hit, they were harder. I have come to realize that no. I was so blessed yeah. to have those first 18 years be supportive and loved and all of those things. And yet, you know, we can't change anything in the past. What do they say? When the past calls, don't answer. It has nothing new to say. Seriously. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's so great. Yeah. Just send that straight to voicemail. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, one of the things I want to start into, and we're coming up on a break, but we will go back, is sometimes life situations do push us into reinvention. How is that different from those that are personally motivated? That is a fun question. Well, I think just to start off is we sometimes don't have a choice. We are, like you said, kind of pushed into those life changes and we have to just kind of do the best we can with what we've got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at that point it's, it's definitely less fun. <laughs> myself. That's a, such an understatement. Okay. Uh, but you know, again, it's, it's going back to what are the tools that I already have? Who are the amazing people in my life who support me no matter what? Like, even if that's just one person, mm-hmm. who is that person? Um, and, and looking at it also with, um, gratitude. I absolutely love gratitude. Gratitude can stop stress in its tracks, even if it's just for a few moments, but it shows you what you already have, what you already have that is supportive, that is uh, nurturing, that is really enough, you know? All right. I'm going to ask a hard question as we come up on a break. So you're, you're limited on time, but <laughs> okay. I think it's, it's an obvious question. Um, we are speaking from a position of strength right now. We're talking about we have gratitude, we have awareness, we have a person to call on. There are going to be people listening who say, but I don't have that person. Yeah. So how do you cultivate that person, find that support system that you may not have? Because there are certain situations that push you into that. Oh, there totally are. Um Trying to wrap that up really quick. You don't need to wrap it up. We can continue after the break. But I, I, it's a, it's an organic question that fits. It, oh, it absolutely is. And it's so important too. Um, and I always find that community can be found anywhere. And so you may not already have a supportive system around you, but it can always be found. It can be found in a spiritual place. It can be found 
like via a meetup, that sort of thing. It could actually even be found online, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and I, th- I think we can talk more about that after the break because there are times I know when I thought, who do I call? Yeah. This is so unbelievable. Nobody's going to believe me in my circle. So now what do I do? So we will continue a little bit with that and go further on to the way women think that is just so amazingly individualized and special. We're talking with Megan Winkler, and we will be back after a short message. Don't go away. We have far more to talk about. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Water is the best source of hydration, and it is important for all of us to stay hydrated. Harvard Medical School reports that water protects organs and tissues, regulates body temperature, carries nutrients and oxygen to our cells, helps maintain our electrolyte balance, stabilizes our heartbeats, normalizes blood pressure, prevents constipation, aids in digestion, and cushions our joints, just to name a few of the benefits. Staying hydrated is crucial, and they recommend drinking fluids throughout the day. Water needs vary, but a general rule is four to six cups of water per day. Drink fluids gradually, all day long, to ward off dehydration. Drinking water also helps with weight loss, as it gives you a feeling of fullness. When it comes to water, drink up to slim down. I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. We're resuming our conversation with Megan Winkler. And before the break, we talked about, you know, when you're in a difficult situation and you really don't have someone that you can call on, it would require too large a backstory or reliving things. You know, how do you find that person? And you mentioned a couple of places, spiritual places, online places. I would also venture that there are coaches and, and, other support personnel, but that's always requiring you to reach out. I would also venture to say that you, if you can open yourself to listening for people who cross your path, I think you'll be shocked. The people that I ended up having some help and sustaining with were not in my close circle. They were a little bit removed. And so they could be objective and they offered help. And in the position I was in, I took it. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, I cannot uh, understate the importance of, um, you know, therapy if you're able to access access that, or a coach if you're able to access that. That's incredible. It is kind. You are going to have to kind of go through that backstory, but that is with somebody that's professional and not emotionally tied to your right. circumstance or anybody else that it might involve, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. But I find inspiration in the most unlikely places. Same. I mean, <laughs> I mean I've, I've listened to podcasts. Yes. Like one episode that has changed my life. I read uh, books. I do yeah. the same thing. A lot of those books have vignettes that are so similar that you think you're so different in a, mm-hmm. in a singular situation when you find out, no, I'm not alone. And that helps too. 
It does. And I think it's so important that if you don't have a support person or support system, that you do take the moment to look around mm-hmm. and notice that we're all having a very similar human experience, mm-hmm. you know? And I, like, I think that you and I could sit here and talk all day about, you know, your challenges, my challenges, and our, you know, respective pasts mm-hmm. and find that we've come to overcome a lot of the same challenges, even if it didn't look the same on the, on the cover. I agree with you. And I think that it, it's an, it's an eye opening thing and it, it caused me to take action when I realized that I had been isolated enough that I had lost a support system and I thought I need to make one. And so I did and it was slow uh, because you're not trusting at that point right. in your life. But, right. but as you do, you, you, you make it so that you know, your personal circumstances, you can move beyond them. So let's go back to the original question, which was the difference between life's changes and personal choices. And you said, you know, sometimes you aren't given too many choices. Um, and, but the personal one, let's shift over to that. The ones where you've come to a, a point in your life, maybe you're, and I don't like to use this word, but for lack of a better one, maybe you're bored. Maybe you're stale. Stale. Maybe that's a better yeah. word. You've yeah. gotten stale. And so you want something different, new. Uh, it doesn't need to be life changing. It just needs to move you in a direction that, that gives you a, a reason in the morning, a spark. Yeah. Yeah. So can I mention a book that I've read recently? Of course. Well, I say recently, and I mean in the past five years. One of the books that changed my life was Big Big Magic by Mm. Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Have you read it? I have. I love the concept of creating without fear, but also creating without feeling like the thing you're creating has to be like your new profession. Correct. You know, and so when you're feeling stale, and I love that word. It works, doesn't it? I, 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 it just came to me because I don't like bored. Boredom implies yeah. something else, but stale, that yeah. fits. <laughs> well, I mean, I get bored on a slow Sunday afternoon, right? So then I go grab a book and read or I pull out my journal and write, whatever. Uh, but yeah, stale is, feels like a more like chronic situation where it just feels like you're doing the same thing every day in and out. Um, but really just, I always love to recommend, especially to women that you kind of get in your body. And what I mean by that is you start really paying attention to those more sensual parts. So mm-hmm. how are you eating your dinner at night? Are you eating it over the sink? How can you make that special? Um, how can you, you know, make a playlist of three or four fun songs and shake your groove thing in you know, your bedroom with the doors and the windows and everything closed, you know, so you don't feel embarrassed. Like, how do you move that energy kind of through your body um, and experience things through the five senses? And I found that so much of that will help kind of guide you in your choice as you're looking at something that feels a little less stale. I love that. And, and, but I'm laughing because yep. I do remember the close the windows and the doors and, and uh-huh. whatever period in my life. And then I realized that there were other times where I really didn't care if I embarrassed myself. Yeah. I really didn't care as much about what people thought. I will probably always care what people think. Some people can get rid of it altogether. I can't. Mm-hmm. But I, I do find that as you get 
you, you don't care if you have made yourself look a little foolish because it's actually kind of fun. And yeah. one thing I see about women as they get older is that it's no longer that restrained giggle or chuckle. It's mm-hmm. out and out belly laughing. Yeah. Which is very healthy and, oh. and just feels good. So I, I personally embrace getting older because it really, <laughs> it's much more fun. I love it myself. I'm I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years and it doesn't bother me in the slightest because yeah, as you get older and as, as you've had those moments where you are dancing in the closed room so no one can see you, you feel more comfortable with yourself mm-hmm. and I'm talking, you know, more metaphorically than anything, right. then you don't care if the windows are wide open and everyone can hear you singing at the top of your lungs because Really, it's about you. And I think that's one of the big things. And I, this is not a Megan Winkler original, but people are too busy with their own lives to worry yes. about if you did something embarrassing. Yet well, we, I- we think that they are focused on it, yeah. but they're not. So as we become less restrained, mm-hmm. we realize that, oh, nothing bad happened. It's okay. And it, it's pretty nice. What I love about women are the the way we communicate different than men. Mm-hmm. And so the right brain, left brain thing mm-hmm. is, is quite real. It's, it's not always true, but I find that I have many male friends and I really appreciate the way that they express things very directly. Yeah. And there's no bidding around the bush. There's no confusion about what they're saying or thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think over time I have learned to be more that way too, because I appreciate not trying to guess what -hmm. somebody is thinking. Yeah. And so maybe we become more left-brained or maybe we are just intentionally using a lot of an integrated brain thinking to to both be creative but also to communicate more fully and directly. Yeah. I also think – I love that. And I also think that we've become more comfortable expressing our views Mm -hmm. and that we also realize as we get older that – um, being, you can be truthful and kind, mm-hmm. you know, you can be upfront and honest without being, you know, a witch about it, basically. Mm-hmm. you know? And I think, um, you look at, I have a 14 year old daughter, she's in high school and you look at the way boys and girls deal with each other in high school, middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, boys will, they'll, slug each other out. They will just throw punches and they'll get it out of their system or they'll cuss each other out and they're over it. And girls do this very subversive thing where they're nice to your face, right? Then spreading rumors and there's stuff going on in text messages behind and all that. Um, and I think that's just kind of a pattern where we distrust kindness to a Mm. point that we just like, we don't feel like, kindness is actually kind. And we feel like if we're being honest, we're being not nice. That's really interesting because I never thought about it, that it it starts at an early age, but where are they learning that? They're learning that from us because more is caught than taught. Mm -hmm. And so I find that um, the more direct, well, I've been direct my entire life, but the more direct you get, Certain kinds of people fall away from you. Oh yeah. Because they're, they're not comfortable with that and they, they don't want to, you know, send out a snarky remark and, and get, well, what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And so 
I think we sort of self-cull the people that we want to be around or we start to attract, Mm -hmm. looking at it the other way, the people we would like to be around. Because I love that you just identified truthful and kind. I think it is very, very possible. And the world is so full of polarization. Mm -hmm. And I won't play. Yeah. I won't play. So if I need to say something to someone, I'll try and find the words that make it understood. Yeah. But it's not mean and tearing down. And I, I, I find that the people that I'm around do the same thing. And they, the power of words, don't you think it's amazing? It really is. And just to kind of piggyback off of your point, um, I always, because I'm human, there's times when I want to say something that would be so <laughs> truthful. And yes. then I ask myself, does this help the person hearing it? Right. You know? And if it helps them, then cool. How can I communicate that in a kind way where it's not about me? But if it mm-hmm. does harm to the situation, then I just should keep it to myself. <laughs> but that goes all the way back to moms saying, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Well, it kind of does. But I think that, you know, that's one of those parables out there. And it's funny because before you even said that, I was thinking thumper in my head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That it's, it's not about nice or not. It's about, is it harmful or is it helpful? Right. I like you know? that interpretation a lot better because yeah. sometimes silence can be the worst thing possible. Oh, when someone heard- tells you something and, and you know that you need to say something, but it, is a little scary to say it. I, I'm much more comfortable these days being direct and saying something. Yeah. Something's in the form of a question because you're not doing any help if you're allowing a bad pattern to persist. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it goes back to nice doesn't always mean honest or truthful or good. I mean, how many times have you had somebody be nice to you and you know they don't like you or they'd rather say other things to you? <laughs> Do I have to give you a number? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. No, but I, I think it is very interesting. Talk about more about our creativity side as we really experience more in life. Yeah, I just love how... Women come alive as they, uh, alive with creativity as they, as they get older. And I think it's, it goes back to that unabashed expression that I don't care if the windows are open while I'm singing and dancing. (laughs) This is me, you know? Well, I, I really find that we are more comfortable. We've said that already, mm-hmm. but I think we also want to share our wisdom. We want to share what we, we found out through the hard way. And I, I often tell people, oh, please learn from my mistakes. Make your own mistakes, but learn from mine because I, you know, don't repeat some of the things that I've done that I wish that I had not. My choices were not always terrific. We're going on our second break and we'll be right back. We will continue talking with Megan Winkler. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's 
I was growing up in Wisconsin, no matter how frigid it was outside, my Uncle Bob never seemed to get cold. He would come in from the snow wearing a t-shirt and remark how fresh it was outside. Then again, folks from Wisconsin are a pretty hardy bunch. As America's official dairy state, the cows have been known to give ice cream instead of milk when the temperatures drop. What's a word for a giant snowball that is formed by rolling a smaller one through a field of snow? Hog-a-ma-dog. Megla is an old Scots word meaning to trudge laboriously through the snow. And mufflements is an old Lancashire word for thick, warm, insulating clothes and gloves. Don't forget that you shouldn't try and send text messages if you're standing out in the cold. It can lead to typothermia. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Muscle soreness is not an accurate gauge of whether you've had a good workout or not. After you have exercised the next day, you may not feel anything, or you may have muscle awareness. But if your muscles are really sore, that's not good. Not only physically, but mentally also. Being sore has many factors, such as how much stress you've been under, how much sleep you have had, how your eating is going, etc., So scoring your workout on how sore you are is counterproductive. I am asking you to work out every day. But if you push yourself too hard one day and are so sore that you can't work out the next day, that's not a good thing. Exercise should be pleasant and productive. I want you to exercise the rest of your life. Working out does not have to be uncomfortable to be effective. Be consistent, get a great workout in, and enjoy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. We were talking about creativity before the break, and I think that we do have creativity in us, but it's often crowded out by the responsibilities, uh, job, children, hobbies, exercise even, um, mm-hmm. all the tasks of life. And and yet, when we shut down those parts of our life, we're, we're shutting down a, a nice window that gives our brain a breather and actually helps us. The more creative we are in doing things that we enjoy, not because we have to, but because we choose to, I think sometimes we've forgotten that we dropped them. And you think, why did I stop playing the piano? Mm-hmm. Or why did I stop doing this, that, or the other thing? And so exploring that, even thinking about, have I? done have i left something out of my life that i used to have in that gave me joy that often has been a catalyst to -hmm. make change in my life yeah oh yeah absolutely i remember a few years ago someone uh asked me i think it was for an article or it was something like that and they said what are your hobbies (laughs) and i was like oh you don't know (laughs) so i had to really think about it and that was such a wake up call for me yes. because it was like my life had become all about, you know, the hamster sure wheel. That, yeah. Making sure the kid gets <laughs> off to school on time, you know, my work, my family life, you know, all that. And it's like, okay, so as much as I love yoga, getting to yoga class on time at the expense of something else, is that worth it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, sometimes you're just too exhausted. You know, you're, you're doing other things. And, and I think at some point you either find that stale moment or you see someone doing what you used to do or you meet someone who's very contented and, and you think, 
oh, I want that. Yeah. I want that for myself. So what do I need to do to get it? And women are very resourceful. Mm-hmm. We can make things happen when we choose to do it. And yet there are those times of malaise where you don't move. Yeah. And so I don't know. It, that finding that, that thing that used to make you happy is often a good place to start. It is. It is. And you might be surprised that it doesn't make you happy anymore. Right. Um, I used to paint all the time. And at this point, and this, is, this makes me sound like a neat freak, but at this point, I'm like, ugh, I have to make sure I change clothes and I don't mess stuff up and I don't really have an idea. <laughs> so I don't paint anymore and it's fine. Right. But, uh, you know, Inktober starts today. And so I might, you know, draw something every day in October just for fun. Just for me, you know, because that satisfies kind of that creative outlet. So, and, and creativity can mean different things to different people. Oh yeah, I mean, it can oh. be journaling, it can be singing, it mm-hmm. can be music of any sort, which I think is always the great unifier. Absolutely, that's a good way to meet people. By the way, is to involve yourself in a musical group, whether at church yes. or somewhere else, yes. or go to concerts because it. It, it really does unify people and you find other people who like what you like, but it's, it is not, it's surprising sometimes when you go back and try and change things or you find, as you just said, you don't like it anymore, mm-hmm. but it's not a bad thing or inauthentic to change your viewpoint on things after you've lived through maybe other experiences that have opened your eyes to something new. Oh, Absolutely. I completely agree. And the kind of, you know, funny, we were talking about self-care earlier and self-care can look a lot of different ways. So can creativity, like creativity. Mm-hmm. I have seen some of the most creative PowerPoints in the world, you know, uh, and it's like, <laughs> I know, I know. Sorry. I, I, there's an involuntary groan. <laughs> it's okay. It's fine. I, I despise them myself, but I've seen some really stunning ones and people create a YouTube video and it, it doesn't have a work vibe to it, but it's, it's creative or People, you know, I have walked into homes that are so, so unique and artistic and mm-hmm. talked to the people that live there and they would not describe it as creative. It's just like, oh, well, this is just how I, I decorate my house. But yeah, you can, you can change what you like. You can change what you believe in. You can change what you talk about because we're always evolving. It would be so boring if I were the same Megan that I was... 20 years ago, like that would really suck. <laughs> um, I think I would still be, I would be a teenager 20 years ago. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. I find I'm switching back to teenage thoughts and, and fun and, and the, I don't know, spontaneity, but talk about a little bit about our society right now, because we are more connected than ever, but less engaged. There is an isolation that can creep in. You can get your groceries delivered. You can have everything brought to your door. You might have to go out to get, you know, gas for your car, but, or plug it in or whatever you might do. But there's a, an isolation that can especially hit women that you have to work to get out of. Yeah, you really do. Um, I absolutely hate the fact that there's so much comparison online. And I think mm. if, if you're going through a transition in life and you're reinventing in life, even if it's, you know, completely by choice because you are, you know, hitting that scale point, uh, you're always going to find some woman that you think is doing it better than you. And maybe she is. 
but maybe she's not. Maybe the mm-hmm. like her life off of Instagram is just tragic. You know? But it's a highlight reel. It is. It is. So what I love to do is because we are so connected, I am a huge uh, connected online. I'm a huge advocate for curating that feed. Like mm. just because your aunt who has complete opposite views from you is on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Doesn't mean you have to be Facebook friends with her. You know what I mean? Like you are under zero obligation to connect with people that don't help you in your journey as a human being online. Don't you think more people are doing that, but they're also, there are fewer people living their life out online. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm seeing. And I'm glad because Mm -hmm. I'm one of them. (laughs) Um, business wise. Yes. I'm happy to be out there, but on a personal level, no, I, I really don't want to share as much. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel a need to share. Let's put it that way. And the comparison thing is very much there. And what do they call it? Compare and despair. Yeah. But if you, and the other thing I think is so funny is that I watch, um, my daughter, for example, um, she has young children and she'll spend more time taking pictures of them which is wonderful because you have them. But I find that when I have them, I take very few pictures because I am staying present. Mm -hmm. And it's just a difference of attitude. If we'd had phones then, you know, when mine were little, I'm sure I would be doing exactly the same thing. It's not meant as a criticism at all. I just think it's interesting that we have a choice at this point of, uh, a blend of the two things. One, you know, memorializing the moments, but also just staying present mm-hmm. where maybe going through raising my own children, I didn't have the time to be as present as I would have wished. Right. So we're, we're less conflicted as we get older. And I love that. I do too. I think it's really cool. I'm seeing online um, either it's it's kind of, Oddly enough, kind of polarized. Um, either like oddly, you just, I, yeah, I'm no, I'm seeing people either pulling away from social media almost completely, or I'm seeing people that are just like, no, this is my life, and you're not getting just the highlight reel. You're getting. Oh, I see. Bits of everything. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't talking about polarizing opinions, but kind of, um, interaction with, you know, their audiences and that sort of thing. So, cause I, for one will, I'll talk a lot about like what's going on in my work life, but also some stuff in my personal life. Uh, but I'm also very cognizant of the fact that my daughter's 14. She may not want mom talking about something online. And I think. Thank you. I think if we always approach online with the attitude that it's, it's online and it's there forever. Right. We'll, we'll avoid a lot of those pitfalls, you know? Well, I think it's another forum for young people and even adults to bully. And it's harder to get away from that. There's a lot more unfollowing as opposed to unfriending. Yeah. You know, one is sort of blatant. You know, you are out of my life. The other is just 
removing the toxicity from your world. If you don't want to see this person who's always on vacation, um, (laughs) well, you know what I'm talking about, then, then you just unfollow them. Yeah. And in, in other cases, you follow people whose philosophies you enjoy reading. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we are very, very influenced by the people around us and oh, yeah. what we read and what we listen to. And, and I watch people's world get small, mm-hmm. but when they open their world a little bit more, they tend to become less focused on the negative and the compare. They tend to be living more in the world, but still not of it. I mean, it's very interesting. Okay. I, I love that. I do too. And I love that you compared the people that are always on vacation with being toxic because what's toxic to one person is not going to be to the uh, another one. I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, sure. But I'm thinking, huh, okay. It's That's the comparison. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the comparison sets in, no matter what it is, right. or, you know, the jealousy or whatever, and we're human, like those are normal emotions and responses. Well, it's more like, oh, I wish, I wish I could just get up and go today because yeah. today would be a day that would be nice to do that. Right. But that's not common in most people's lives. We have responsibilities yeah. and, you know, other things to worry about. But in terms of the isolation, I think, that that's our choice and yeah. that's that's what we can choose to be as engaged as we want to be as connected as we want to be right. um, but also as discreet as we'd like to be exactly i agree completely your daughter thanks you too <laughs> she does actually so <laughs> she said thanks mom that's good well i think it's important that our children yes. know that they can trust us mm-hmm. to do what's not going to mortify them because they, they have enough to deal with. They don't really need us, us making their lives a little more difficult. Okay. So we are coming on our final break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that we are really made up of a tapestry of all the experiences that we've had. And we've switched gears and we've reinvented. And it doesn't mean that what came before is not important anymore. It just has a different place in life. And I I think it's very interesting that I don't regret anything that went on in my life before. Maybe some things would be nice to skip, but they are all part of, of who we are today. And perhaps that viewpoint can help some of our listeners understand that life can be very colorful mm. and it's much better than when it's very blah. So let's come back after the break and talk more about our tapestry of life. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages. I managed to run out of coffee again this morning. I didn't even have enough to make one cup. Boy, was that a miscabobble or big mistake. Because I make serious coffee so strong it wakes up the neighbors. Now, I don't have a problem with caffeine. I have a problem without caffeine. I get wadgety and brickety. Did you know apples are more efficient than coffee for keeping people awake in the morning? Unfortunately, I didn't have any apples either. Acorns were used as a coffee substitute during the American Civil War. Without my hot cup of coffee in the morning, I'm feeling pretty squirrely myself. 
What do you call that piece of cardboard that wraps around your coffee cup to keep from burning your hand? A zarf. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. It's a fact that it's never too late to start a strength training program. Lifting weights is an important part of your overall fitness routine. Harvard Medical School says that muscle tissue and bone density dwindle over the years. Muscle power does also. These changes open the door to accidents and injuries that can compromise your ability to lead an active and independent life. They state that strength training is the most effective way to slow and possibly reverse much of this decline. As you age, you do not have to get weaker. You don't have to be feeble. You don't have to lose your balance. The good news is the risk of these problems can be reduced by a fitness routine that includes strength training. So no matter what your age, you need to be pumping iron. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Like us on Facebook. Welcome back. We were talking right before the break about our life being a tapestry of some good things, some less particular choices that we would have made. And I think that one of the things that I've realized over time is that even those poor experiences have added color to that tapestry and perhaps given it contrast. I always like to think of the adage that, you know, you don't know what light is until you know what dark is and you don't know what color is until you've not seen color. And so talk a bit about you know, switching gears, relationships, whatever comes to mind for you that is not a waste, but was part of your tapestry, your collage, uh, whatever visual comes easiest to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, one of the big things that always comes to mind and something that I have absolutely no problem talking about is I've actually been divorced twice. <laughs> and, um, when I, when it first, happened that my second marriage fell apart. Um, it was stunningly difficult to talk about it. And then as I got more comfortable kind of sharing my story and talking to people about it, I met people that shrugged and said, okay, things happen. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, okay. Thank you. And then I met other people that are like, well, you know, I was in two really long relationships in my life and we weren't married, but yeah, we broke up and that's basically the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay. So kind of going back to that, you know, we're all have our shared human experience, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, And just kind of opening yourself up to the possibility that you're not the first person that has gone through this. And you might be surprised because as you kind of shift those gears, And as you learn more about yourself, you realize that just kind of, it's like adds seasoning or it adds one of those beautiful, you know, red threads in Mm -hmm. in the tapestry that is your life. Um, And it makes you the person who you are, you know? Oh, I agree. There's a wonderful quote I pulled off Facebook a week or so ago. I don't know who it's attributed to, but it says, never be a prisoner of your past. It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know people, I do, um, whose life 
all they ever talk about is this one experience in their life and they are very one dimensional because mm-hmm. they've not done the hard work of, of moving through it. And maybe that's the way they cope, mm-hmm. but we are not defined unless we allow ourselves to be by a single experience because you never know what the future is going to bring. Okay. And so I'm, I'm huge on trying to understand Mm-hmm. What brought that about? Look at my own responsibility in whatever situation it was. Change okay. what I can, accept what I can't, sort of the serenity prayer thing. Mm-hmm. But, but also realizing that there were things I learned. And oh, anytime yeah. you learn, I think that that adds to your life experience and your tapestry. Oh, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Like I, I learned that, um, my second relationship there was, all about, it wasn't my second relationship. My second marriage was really so fear-based. I was so afraid of being alone. Mm-hmm. And I had, I, my first marriage was, we were together nine years and we were married for seven and we got together when we were in our early twenties and that was safe for me. So when that fell apart, I was just trying to like recreate that. Mm-hmm. So I learned that, I mean, obviously that was a mistake, but I learned that I really had a whole lot of responsibility for the second marriage even taking place mm-hmm. and that it wasn't, it wasn't helpful. It wasn't a good thing for me. And luckily it didn't last very long at all. Um, and then I took some time afterwards and I said, I'm not going to be in a relationship. I'm going to focus on me. Um, my daughter was very young at the time mm-hmm. and, um, I, took that time, found out who I was and what I liked and what I disliked. And they, they always say the moment, you know, you're not looking for somebody is when something stops in life. And that happened about eight years ago, um, with my current partner and he is just a dream. And he was actually one of those people that said, Oh, okay. Two divorces, whatever. (laughs) You definitely know what you like and you don't like. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I learned that. You know, and, um, and, and yeah, and our, our attitudes about, um, social things and our ideas about spirituality or politics or whatever, they can shift and they can move, mm-hmm. you know, with time. I, uh, funny story. My daughter came across like a time capsule I made when she was an infant Aww. and she, it was so funny because there was all these cute little things in there, but there were a couple of letters and it was like what I think the future might look like for her and blah, blah, blah. And she pointed out something that was contrary to my current belief system. And she said, well, why did, why did you think that? Cause she's like never heard that message from me. And I said, well, at the time that was part of a larger belief system that I held. And I thought that thing was wrong and you know, all that. And so I had to really like face that and there is nothing like a teenager looking at you and saying, oh, <laughs> no. why did you, feel, you know, why did you right. say that then? Uh, it's a very humbling experience. So, but life is humbling. And I think that how we learn to handle those moments with some humility and hopefully giving ourselves some grace, mm-hmm. we do better. We so do. my question to you is, do we often choose uh, relationships based on the expectations of others when we're younger because we don't actually know what's important to us and what's a need to have and a nice to have. Yeah, I think so. Like I wouldn't want to say definitively. Yes. I know from my own experience, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of 
You know, yeah, I kind of had the idea in my head, oh, okay, I'm going to get married, I'm going to have two kids, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to do the thing, all the PTA stuff and all that. And and I realized through experience that you can either make other people happy or you can make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. And they can't, often they don't coexist. They can, but often they don't. Mm-hmm. If your only motivation is to do the thing that you think other people want you to do, you might find that you're miserable. And I, I, I kind of found that myself, you know? Well, the funnier part is they don't really want you to do it nine times out of ten. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you're thinking they wanted you to do something and you did. Yeah. But I thought that's what you wanted. Yeah. Only to find out that, no, where did you get that idea? Exactly. But I'm, I, I guess all, all this boils down to me about in, in almost every circumstance is good communication. Being able to speak directly and openly and kindly and truthfully about what's important to us because we will tend to then attract those who are of like value systems. Yeah, exactly. And also if you can, if we can communicate to ourselves that way as well to really spend time and it can be so scary digging into your own head, but if you can spend time, you know, journaling things out or pausing, if you find yourself in a pattern that you thought you got over Mm -hmm. and say, what's going on here? What's, what's really the problem? I always say the problem isn't the problem. What is the actual problem? Well, the root cause. If you yeah. can get to the root cause of things, yeah. you won't make the same mistakes. I like to say I'll, I'll, I'll make new ones. Yeah. I don't want to make the same ones again. Exactly. They might be similar for a while. And that's oh, okay. yes. <laughs> the other side of the All same the coin, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And it, it's very interesting to watch how we do communicate differently and better and more openly. Mm-hmm. I love my relationship with my son and my daughter talking as adults now. And yeah. that that is a gift. Oh, it's sure. it's such a gift because it means you you can still connect with them and that's a delight. So anything else you'd like to add? I want to make sure our listeners know where to find out more information about you and that website is Megan M E G A N Winkler w-i-n-k-l-e-r dot com and you also have an Instagram handle the Megan Winkler and we'll put these in the show notes as well anything else you'd like to add about reinvention and women I would just I would love to just add that it is never too late or too early to reinvent I mean you could be 80 years old and decide you want to do something different and that's okay it's better than okay. It, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah. ending. It's it's. See, I, I just think we don't know when the end is. So just keep on going, you know, enjoying life because many many people accept their lives rather than live their lives. Mm-hmm. And so if we take the time to live our lives by making ourselves more whole. Mm-hmm. We tend to help those around us more than we know, don't you think? We do. We become beautiful examples of what is possible. And I absolutely love that. And I love that we've kind of come full circle here that, you know, we can help other people mm-hmm. and we can be those examples just by living our life to the fullest. It's like, 
you know, Audrey Hepburn is a great example of that, right? Where she's mm-hmm. acted so long, but then she went on and did amazing charity work and, and lived to be a beautiful, beautiful woman um, throughout her entire life. And she lived it to the fullest. And we look at her now and we're just like, wow, I want to do life like Audrey did. I think that that is a message that doesn't always come across in today's society is that you're still vibrant forever and ever. I do love that I'm seeing the um, middle over 40 woman is invisible. That seems to be disappearing, thankfully. Yes. And I'm so grateful because I know that our mothers probably felt mm-hmm. differently, but we're not it's the old, we're not getting older, we're getting better kind of thing. Yeah. But it, but it, but it is true. And yeah. I think it keeps you young at heart. I have friends of every generation and I am grateful for that because I love their viewpoints. I love their verve. And I think the energy level just grows when we open up to different experiences and stay away from those little middle school clicks. Oh, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Absolutely. So again, information can be found at meganwinkler.com and Instagram, the Megan Winkler. You know, thank you so much for being on today. I think that when we talk about fears and being alone and making choices and reinventing, using our intuition, personal choices versus circumstances that push us into reinvention, I, I still come back to your one comment, which was, if we can express ourselves to be truthful and kind when we're talking to others, I believe we will become a magnet and an example for people to also live that way. So, Megan, thank you so much for your wisdom today. Appreciate thank it very you. much. Thank you. This has been such a joy. Excellent. That's what we strive for, joy. Come back next week when we have another show. We're very glad to find you today, and you'll find us at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Make it a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Divas really know the who, what, and why of inventing and love that they can share their knowledge, connections, 